Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go, Fantasy Football Sackos. We are chatting. I think what? I'm, we're 12 weeks in now. We're coming up on playoff time. Time to make the push get those rookies on your team maybe maybe we're gonna be chatting about some rookies as the hot week 13 waiver wire pickups um yeah alex how'd you how'd you fare in week 12 four and oh uh i like i like to send a, a gift to people uh after i defeat them in certain leagues of that's very petty i'm not surprised Oh, uh, no, and it's just the gif of, like, you know, like, in the NBA, like, if they dunk over somebody or shoot a jumper and they do, like, the too short meme. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I sent that to uh, one of my ex-coworkers in our work league. Uh, Very nice. It, yep, and uh, it turns out that the, the gif that I sent is of the NBA player that was hooking up with a 15-year-old. So, uh, <laughs> you sent giddy to someone, <laughs> bro. That's it. That is wildly inappropriate. <laughs> oh man. You can and tell I, you don't get out much, huh? You haven't yeah, been I, on social media at all. I didn't even realize it was him. Um, oh, how did you not realize it? <laughs> Oh my God, Josh Giddy out here getting real inappropriate. I prefer the gritty, uh, honestly. So yeah, four uh, four and zero this week. Uh, you're eleven and one in our league. Uh, you're trying not to face me in the playoffs. Um, we're both setting ourselves up for a potential very disappointing weekend here in the next couple of weeks. We're coming off of. Uh, we're recording to eleven eleven. Uh, we're coming off of the that exhilarating Bears game. Uh, where uh, Justin Fields thrilled the nation. So some things to talk about this week, making a playoff push. There's a couple tight end guys, uh, which, I mean, if you need help anywhere at this point, it's probably tight end, maybe. So between, and I feel like we start, like, for whatever reason, we've started out the podcast talking about tight ends <laughs> basically the last like two months, whether it was Taysom Hill or Isaiah That's Likely. That's only because last you're week. half the podcast. That's true. And I know you hate it, but it's an important yes. position. It's an important position to start at because if people are struggling anywhere, it's probably that. It's position. not one that anyone should roster more than one of unless you're in a buy. I currently have three of them in our League of Records, which is why you're an idiot. Yeah, well, hey, I'm uh, comfortably in the playoffs, so I don't care. Would, but fun, would you advise people on the outside to carry three tight ends? Uh, if people don't have good ones and you can monopolize them and the rest of your roster set, then yes, I would. Again, it, it comes down to, like, you want to block people from getting good players. And so, like, as an example, Gabe Davis in our league of record is on the waiver wire. I picked him up for free a couple weeks ago. I dropped him after he had zero targets. He went unclaimed uh, and was is, was sitting as a free agent, right, rightfully or wrongly. I think we both looked at it of, of should we pick him up again. And honestly, I just didn't want to look at him on my roster anymore because I knew I wasn't going to play him because I have Pittman, I have Garrett Wilson, and I have Nico Collins, and I have Justin Jefferson. He was never going to play, and so I'd rather just have him 
rot on somebody else's roster where it's like, yeah, do I start him? Do I not start him? Like, I just don't like those people. And so I'd rather just cast them out. Same thing with Downs early this year where I had him and Pittman, where it's let let somebody else deal with a difficult decision where I know I'm not like, I'm just going to remove the chance of playing him from myself. Like I'm protecting myself and my roster. So I mm-hmm. don't even don't even think about uh, about doing it. So yeah, if if you can say, hey Isaiah Likely, I have Mark Andrews. He went down. I'm going to pick up Isaiah Likely. I have Trey McBride, who coming down the stretch here is basically a top ten tight end. So why would I want somebody else to get him? And I have Travis Kelsey. So I, I guess technically I have four rostered tight ends because I have Andrews on my IR slot. So I mean. Here we are listening to the Sackos. That's why we're here for a reason, and we call ourselves that. I, it's not advisable, but when the rest of your roster is set, what the hell? I think Gabe Davis will return a lot of value in weeks 14 and 16 when they play at Kansas City and at the L.A. Chargers. But Yeah, really disappointing outing by the Chiefs after we've talked them up for the last month on the podcast, going out and getting them, and then they were kind of giving it up earlier to the Raiders. Uh, especially if you have leagues where yardage counts and it's just like, what the hell is going on? This wasn't supposed to happen. So that was by far and away their worst, worst outing. But anyway, Jason, go ahead and let's talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, in my mind, the waiver wire pickups as always, I mean, I look for league winning upside at this point in the season um, Alex, my target is a rookie who is slowly taking over, but surely taking over an offensive role, an expanded offensive role, gained new opportunities, okay, over the existing bums, and I will say bums that are on the roster in the way, okay? Now, I'm you gonna, might think I'm going to go get a glass of milk and just let Jason pontificate over Keaton Mitchell for the next five minutes. I'll be right back. See you guys. <laughs> that was a Roshan Johnson saying is what that was. Oh my God. What a Roshan. Roshan Johnson played 51 snaps to Khalil Herbert's 15. 75% of Monday oh, Night Football snaps Roshan went to Roshan Johnson. Okay? 75%. And Khalil Herbert, he played seven out of his eventual 15 snaps in the first two drives. Yeah. Was basically invisible after that. Roshan, did he do a lot with it? Not, not a ton. Um, but, you know, you're going up against a top 10 defense against running backs. It's going to be tight. Uh, did manage to get away with 10 fantasy football points in half PPR scoring. You know, smidge higher than that in full PPR. Um, five catches, 40 yards on the ground. So, you know, 12 and a half, whatevs. Good math. Regardless. Thank you. Regardless. They're going into their bye. Generally, seasons are out of reach. You got rookies on your roster and a late season bye. I'm hoping, hoping for that, you know, bi-week bump, get him, you know, get him in that full, full-time full role. 
yeah. him out there? No. Khalil Herbert to the side, who cannot block a blitzing linebacker to save his life, by the way. Yeah, Ma- Mouse in the House. Some would call him the, what was his name, Giddy? A little too short uh, from the meme earlier. Not not too young, uh, should clarify. Um, the lineup, or like the schedule's rough. So Detroit, he didn't do much. So he's got a bye week. Detroit's rough. At Cleveland is not a good matchup. Week 16, home against Arizona, and then at Atlanta, who um, hasn't given up that much, I don't I don't think, to, uh, to running backs. So t- a tough matchup um, from, a, from a schedule standpoint down the stretch. Otherwise, yes. I love it. I also don't understand the Bears offense. Nobody in Chicago does. Luke Getze um, does not belong calling offensive plays. Uh, I think I sent you there. Like all they do is run screen passes, and they don't know how to run the ball. Even though that's all they're good at is running the ball, and so let's throw short screen passes. So th- that's my only issue. It's an <laughs> offense that's not gonna. They didn't score a touchdown tonight. Uh, teams coming into the yeah. into the game tonight, zero and twenty eight. Uh, the Bears mm-hmm. happen to to be the one in twenty uh, one in twenty eight. So I just don't like the offense. Like the touchdown upside isn't there. With a potential tough schedule. So, otherwise, I agree with you. I think I'd rather have Keaton Mitchell than I would Roshan Johnson. You'd, you'd rather have Keaton Mitchell? Rookie. Ravens rookie running back Keaton Mitchell has been active since week six. Mitchell snap rates since then, 0% week six, 4% week seven. Then he got injured and missed some time. Week 9, 17%. Week 10, 22%. Week 11, 37%. Week 12, 46%. We are trending upwards slowly, but surely. By Gus week. Edwards. By week this week, yes. Gus Edwards only played 26% of Baltimore's offensive snaps in week 12. It's tough. Tough for the Gus. I boss. talked about... I talked about the rookie bye week bump. I think you're going to see it with Roshan. I think you're going to see it with Keaton Mitchell. I think both dudes have league winning upside. Um, I would prefer to have Keaton Mitchell if you are way far out in first. Much better schedule. It's a better schedule. It's a better offense. And he's more electric than Roshan Johnson is. Um, yep. I would. I would take Keaton, even if it's means five to ten less snaps a game than what Roshan has. The offense is just going to put up so many more points. And uh, I think there's more opportunity there, much higher ceiling than Roshan's. Um, I will say, if Roshan comes out of the bye next week, or what, two weeks from now, I guess, depending on how you look at it, um, and puts up some numbers and is – you know, retains that 65 to 75% snap share. I would not hesitate to fire up Roshan in week 16 in Arizona. Oh I, yeah, for sure. That's, that's <clears throat> the, that's the week that you're playing him. Absolutely. That's the cherry. Cause I, you know, if you have Roshan anyway on your bench, like you're not keeping him as a weekly RB two. you know, no. he's a, he's a depth guy that you got at the end of your draft. So you've been stashing all season to, plug and play you know one or two maybe three weeks when you think that the bears are in a good spot to i don't know put up 14 points instead of you know 10 or 11 yeah you're, you're trying to hit a home run if you got a tough matchup in the in the playoffs and and he can potentially 
deliver what you need uh, to get over the hump in, in what would be a plus matchup. But that's by far and away the only one. And that's why we prefer Mitchell, who down the stretch, as he, you know, again, bye week, Rams ain't that bad at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, week 16 is not great. And then home against Miami um, is probably not the best. But after Phillips uh, tearing his uh, Achilles in that Jets game, um, you could you could do worse at, at home. So, um, again, two guys that rookie running backs, we talk about it every year, where they're fresh, they're younger, they aren't as tired and banged up as some of these uh, older guys that have been in the league for a long time. Uh, and also because they're rookies, they usually get brought on slow, and so they're just fresher by nature because they have less hits uh, at the beginning of the season. So uh, there you go, Roshan and Keaton Mitchell. Uh, I, we've been talking about Keaton Mitchell for the last month, um, which, I mean, it, I've kind of given you shit, and you've given it back to me about, well, Gus is there. Like, Keaton Mitchell's still only rostering 33% of leagues. That's crazy. Wild. Crazy. Yeah. I think he needs to be owned and or rostered in all twelve uh, team leagues or smaller. Um, man, I mean the other guy that really jumped out to me this week, and I gave you hell already for for even talking about the position, but really Pat Freermuth um, targeted a team high eleven times, catching nine passes for one hundred twenty yards. Yep, career high in catches and also his first hundred yard game. Um, you know, they fired Matt Canada and I can't say that the offense looked a whole lot different. It really didn't blame I think Canada, just, blame I think Canada, just gelled better. It worked. <laughs> it did. Honestly, didn't work for Deontay Johnson. Didn't really do a whole lot, but did I, did I send you that clip of Deontay Johnson? Did you see that clip of Deontay Johnson where he thought he caught that touchdown and then he moped the next play and literally, uh, when Warren fumbled, he just looked at the ball and walked away. What a. What a yes. bum. They're, they're going to trade him for sure yeah. in the offseason. Yeah, their offense looked way better. And welcome back to the world, Fryermuth, who, uh, for all intents and purposes, was a nothing burger, uh, only rostering 41% of leagues. People were holding on hope uh, for some reason, even though he only had 1.2 points last week against Cleveland and would, <laughs> hadn't played since week four before that. Somehow he's rostered in more leagues. That's incredible. He's just held on that whole time. Yeah. Like who, how does, how is he rostered in more leagues than Keaton Mitchell? Like that, that doesn't make any sense, but congratulations if you did that, even though this is the first, he's rostered he, in our league. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first week he had more than four targets in in a given week, and it's week twelve. At uh, still rostered in forty percent of leagues, so good job by you I bet guys. He's on Chaps team, that guy makes three roster moves all year. <laughs> uh, who's MTS? Uh, might be Mattis. Um, so yeah, I, I mean it was a good matchup, but if they're gonna change the offense a little bit, not terrible matchups. Arizona next week. Home against New England at Indy, home against Cincinnati at Seattle. That's a damn good little stretch run here for the Steelers offense. And if they can get going and and they're going to open up the offense a little bit, play your Steelers, I guess. <laughs> what uh, Najee a, Harris. What a world. Najee Harris. Najee Harris now has seven runs of at least 20 yards tied for most in the league. 
Yeah, and most he came in the league, and he came on about this time last year too. Uh, and the the matchups are going to indicate that you have to keep playing it. Did he come on last year? Yes, I feel like it was more volume based. Last year, he only had one run of twenty plus yards. This year, he is seven. Yeah, but they like they were more. Uh, oh, we talked about oh, it was all Najee. Yeah, it, it was all him at the end of last year. So, hey, from all indications, good start from new offensive coordinator and for Pat Fryermuth. There you go. Um, Anybody to, else? Yeah, to to go to quarterbacks. Uh, I said I wasn't going to ruin your Thanksgiving and talk about Jordan Love uh, last week, and maybe you should have started him if you had him. But a couple guys to talk about this upcoming week. Russell Wilson continues to score touchdowns, uh, and I don't know what's going on with the with the Broncos. I, I just I just don't know. <sighs> They're going to make the playoffs. I'm calling it now. The team that gave up 70 points to Miami at the beginning of the season is going to bank the playoffs. I, I, I have no idea what Sean Payton has over, like what he's done from <laughs> the first half of the season till now. But I think Russ is viable. I mean, Ru- Russ faces the Chargers two times in the next five weeks. Uh, so it's at oh. Houston, at Chargers, at Detroit, home against New England, home against the Chargers. Those are great matchups. Those are great. Yeah, that's a great matchup. There's really All, not a every, lot in there that I hate. Every single week, those are like maybe home against New England, home against the Chargers. You're worried about weather at least a little bit, but like they're going to make the playoffs at Houston, at Chargers, at Detroit, home against New England, home against the Chargers, at Las Vegas to end it. Um, yes. He, he, he's completely viable uh, as an offensive or sorry, as a quarterback. Another guy this week that is also viable, and I this hinges a little bit on Chris Olave coming back, but Derek Carr gets Detroit at home this week. Detroit's gotten slashed. You saw what Jordan Love did against them on Thanksgiving. The week before, Fields lit him up pretty good. They've been bad against the pass, has Detroit, and so here you go, Derek Carr... Could, is probably going to line him up at home. He's going to throw for 300 yards, which he did this this past week. Well, let's talk a little bit about Jordan Love because Jordan Love, I mean, week 12 against the Lions, three touchdowns, 268 yards, now has seven touchdowns over his last three games with only two picks. Yeah. I, Christian so, Watson was a force. It, that's true. Here's the thing with Love. He's a bum slayer. And so who who what were the two teams we were just talking about? Russ Wilson, hey, they get the Chargers the next two weeks. Hey, Derek Carr, they he gets the Lions this week. Who has Jordan Love faced the last two weeks? The Chargers and the Lions. Like, there's a reason why he was as good as he was, is because those defenses that he's playing. I would expect Love to come back down to earth against the Chiefs, um, who are gonna be pissed after their performance. Um who I still think have a top 10 defense. And so it would not at all surprise me to see Jordan Love struggle at least a little bit this week. Um, but the rest of the rest of the year matchups at the Giants, home against Tampa Bay, who's awful against the pass, at Carolina, at Minnesota. He's also viable if, if you're struggling for quarterbacks. There's just so many quarterbacks. <laughs> there really are. Yeah, I, I think 
I mean, Gardner Minshew? Sure. I mean, he's going to get Pittman 100 yards every week. You have Downs as a as a potential pop-off. Like, Completed absolutely. 24 of his 41 attempts for 250 yards. No touchdowns, but he did run for a score. Um, I mean, it was his best game for passing yards in a few weeks, but it was also his first game back with Josh Downs at 100% or 100%-ish. Um the for um pro football focus pff strength of schedule tool he actually has the easiest rest of season schedule for quarterbacks and the fourth best during the fantasy playoffs all right there you go uh a couple other players we have not mentioned yet uh chuba hubbard uh is still somehow not rostered in that many leagues which is just mind-blowing uh, he popped off for a pretty solid week, 17.5 points and a half PPR. So my roster in 48% of leagues. That doesn't make any sense. He's basically been the starter for the better part of two months. Um, so you should go pick him up. Chai Chandler looks like the better back than Madison, but they're not giving him opportunities. Uh, don't go pick up Zach Moss if he's available. Uh, he's... <laughs> I. Me, me and Jason were talking uh, over the weekend. I was facing somebody that had to start Royce Freeman and Zach Moss, and somehow he got at least 20 points out of out of them combined, which is just a travesty. Um, Zach Moss is still a top 20 running back on the year, but Jonathan Taylor is going to hold him so much in check. Jaden Reed still has looked good uh, as, yeah, we tra- has. as we transition to wide receivers. Um, he is... Um, getting the ball on the ground they're throwing to him um only roster in 31 percent of leagues Jaden reed's route rate has top 75 percent in back-to-back games he has eight catches for 80 yards and a score in those games plus five carries for 62 yards and another touchdown he's still third in the order for routes among green green bay's receivers um but man, his his ground usage, I, I it it really I think helps close the gap in a lot of ways to to wide receiver two. Um, I I think he's a fine flex for for teams that are trying to get a little scrappy to to push to make the playoffs. I think and, he's a fine flex. And if you're in a if you're in a rough spot for bye weeks, <laughs> uh, as as we come up on the last one here, um, he's somebody that. You know, again, double digits in each of the last three, four of the last five. You you could do worse as a as trying to find somebody who's gonna have at least three, four catches, um, and five to eight targets. What about Curtis Samuel? Nine catches, a hundred yards, on a twenty-seven percent target share. He uh, now leads the Commanders in targets per route run and yards per route run. Uh, he has an 8% pass rate over expected on the year. Uh, and his, I mean, probably a flex wide receiver week 13. Yeah. So the commanders, they, I mean, Sam Howell, at least coming into the week, had the most completions. He had the most attempts. He had the most yards. And yes. So he's throwing it to somebody, whether it's McLaurin <laughs> or Samuel or Dotson. Like one, you know, one, two, or three of them are going to have fifty plus yards. The thing with Dotson, uh, or sorry, with Samuel, rostered in thirty five percent of leagues, 
he didn't do jack squat since week six. So uh, two targets, six targets uh, the last two weeks. But coming off of a 12-target, nine-catch, 100-yard performance. Home against Miami, if the weather's okay, if Jalen Ramsey's going to be on jet, then sure. There you go. Uh, Tyler Higby. Are you more are you tight out? Are you are you chasing? <laughs> are you chasing? Uh, are we on our, our annual Tyler Higby? Or this is our our annual Tyler Higby segment where we talk about how he scores two touchdowns uh, and will not be heard of heard from again the rest of the year. So there you go. There's Tyler Higby. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean. Uh, or or he's going to pop off and be the top tight end in the next five weeks. So I'll let you figure it out. Home against Cleveland at Baltimore are brutal matchups. Uh, home against Washington's not bad week 15. Home against New Orleans at the Giants uh, to wrap up is not the easiest. Uh, and he's somebody that uh, hit double digits for the first time last week. So Double digits, gross. Pass. Um, Deeper leagues, like fourteen teamers, or maybe a bench stash, and yeah, maybe maybe a best. If, if, well, I'm thinking. Well, I'm talking about At Perry, rookie wide receiver for the oh. Saints. Um, especially have, if, especially if Olave's out. Exactly, you lost Rashid Shahid for a hammy, uh, and then Chris Olave potentially to a concussion. Um, again, generally speaking, this season when a player is concussed, he misses at least one. And game following and, that, and injury. Michael Thomas is is on IR, so Slant Boys on IR, um, so that <laughs> really just leaves At Perry. Um, he ran around on eighty percent of the Saints' dropbacks versus the Falcons. Um, he's six five, two hundred pounds. He was phenomenal at Wake Forest, one hundred and fifty plus catches, almost twenty four hundred yards uh, in his final two years at Wake Forest. He's an older rookie at twenty four, but you know, size speed is there. He ran a four four seven. Does he have a similar touchdown celebration as TY with the AT over his head? A T A T. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, especially if Olave's out, I like it. Uh somebody else that bears mentioning is Greg the human Dorch, uh, who we've mentioned in the last <laughs> Stop. Bro, I had I had a friend. I had a friend message me and, and ask me what a Dorch is. Oh come on! And I and I literally said I don't know something stupid that my podcast mate says. <laughs> you got me, Alex. For the record, what is a Dorch? No, it's a play on the Human Torch. What's the Human Torch? Um, I know what a torch is. The Human Torch uh, is a superhero. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the fire guy in the Fantastic Four? That's what they call him? Yeah, the Human Torch. That's correct. I thought he was just like the Fire Four, like the Fire Fantastic, <laughs> the Fantastic Fire Guy. No, he's called the Human Torch, and so that's why it's Greg the Human Dorch. So tell your friend he's an idiot. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Can you imagine? Just imagine that if there's <laughs> just imagine that there's like an oncoming tsunami <laughs> wave. Okay. And he just takes it out. 
Greg, no, Greg no, the human no, no. Dorch goes running into it with a football. <laughs> no. Oh. It's it's like you wake up and you look out your window and and it's 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 like, you know, a hundred yards out and, and or I don't know, twenty yards out coming at you at a hundred miles an hour. And you're like, oh my God. And then it takes you so long. Like if only the human torch was here. Like it just takes like that's what kind of a Superman name is the human torch. That's so long. It's not Batman. It's well, not torch guy. Well, it's thank not fire dude. Thank goodness. Greg, the human torch only rostered in point three percent of leagues somehow after back to back double digi weeks. For the Arizona Cardinals, Stop eight saying fucking digis. Eight and nine targets the last two weeks. He had a tutty against the Rams, three for twenty-seven and a touchdown. Again, he did nothing until Kyler was here, and Kyler's back. And Craig the Human Dorch is producing after being a top twenty-four wide receiver the first like eight nine weeks last year. So. So there's that's the human Dorch reference uh, for those of you following along at home. It's a good reference. It's funny. Chris Berman will start using it soon. I'm sure. I don't know, man. It's weak. Also, do you think he flies or is it like a fire tornado? Greg, the human torch. Can he fly? Yeah. Shit, so. is that Chris Evans? Who's this guy that played him? Yeah, he was originally the human Dorch before he became Captain America. Like in the original Fantastic Four, he, uh, Chris Evans was the human Dorch. Wow. That movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't remember. I don't think I've ever seen a good Fantastic Four movie. Are you saying it's not fantastic? No. Okay. Hey, Jason, we're to America's favorite segment uh, where it's time for you to give everybody your D. Well, if you're like Alex, you're already holding three of them. That is true. I'm not talking about defenses. I do have three defenses and three tight ends on one roster. That That is accurate. You're such an idiot. I can't even fig- find a defense because they're already all on your <laughs> roster. Like, how am I supposed to help these people find a defense if they're already all on your roster? Uh, Buccaneers play the Carolina Panthers at home week 13. Don't hate that. Don't hate that. How about the Colts uh, who are at Tennessee this week? They're coming off of sack weeks of six, five, and four the last three weeks. Are those... Colts, they've given up 26 and 13 points against Tampa Bay, New England, and Carolina. What a great, what a great little run, and now they're, they're at Tennessee. Uh, and uh, Derrick Henry, who seems to not be able to get more than two and a half yards of carry uh, the second half of the season so far. So I would take a quick look at the Colts if I were you as well. The Rams play Cleveland at home. Cleveland is a dumpster fire with DTR uh, not unable to finish the game. P.J. Walker going in, doing P.J. Walker things, uh, which is code for not much. Um, <laughs> I think I think they're viable. Honestly, 
I think the the real play might be the Jags, though. Cincinnati at home? Yeah, it gets Browning. You always got to worry about a, a random Jam- Jamar Chase spout off there. And they have a good you just coat. bracket him the whole game, especially if T. Higgins is out again. That's true. Uh, but I do think they have competent coaching. So I would just be nervous about that. At least, at least marginally. Uh, the okay. crow kick, the crow kicking corner is open uh, for the week. Uh, it should be noted, Brandon McManus, who I've given you, uh, is currently kicker two on the season. He's gone off the last couple weeks. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, who is still just barely over fifty percent rostered, is the number one kicker in fantasy by eleven points. It doesn't make any sense. Sort by points and pick up the top kicker. Sort by points and pick up the top kicker. Like and and you even so like Blake Group right is is a great example. He's rostered in three percent of leagues and is kicker five. Derek Carr, Derek Carr is one of the worst red zone quarterbacks of all time. They move the ball, they get to the red zone, and then they kick a field goal. Like there, there's very easy like Will Lutz also rostered in three point seven percent of leagues. He's kicker 10. The Broncos move the ball. Like, do, for what? For the love of God, do not pick up Riley Patterson and start him. Um, and all that is holy. He's, he's uh, rostered in 38% of leagues. He's kicker 28 on the year. Uh, and Detroit is one of the most, like, aggressive teams on fourth down. Don't pick them up. They don't kick field goals. They want touchdowns. He rewarded okay. you with, with zero points against the Packers this past week. Heard it here first. Um, I'm going to go with Jason Myers, who is kicker number two on the year, but is <laughs> right. still somehow only rostered in 54% of leagues. Isn't that silly, um, though? Like, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, he has 55 fantasy points in the, over the last three weeks alone. That's a lot. At Dallas this week, uh, the at Dallas San Fran, yeah, at Dallas, at San Philly Francisco, at, home, at Tennessee, Pittsburgh. So three pretty good defenses over the next three weeks. The only worry that you have there is if they get too far behind and they don't kick field goals. Uh, Dallas tends to stomp people at home. Uh, I don't believe they've trailed for a single minute at home this year. Um, so that that would give me some slight pause, uh, and that's probably enough talking about kickers jason the golden bachelor finale is this weekend or this week uh who are you rooting for um or or have you been watching um so (sighs) are you getting emotional just thinking about it so it's going to come down to Jerry. So Jerry has fantasy suites with Jerry, Leslie, and, and Teresa. Um, Jerry. Jerry. Who is he going to choose? Jerry. You know. Jerry. So there's 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 a couple things at play here. Um, Teresa. Is probably so Jerry Jerry is picking between Leslie and Teresa. Teresa is probably the nicest, I don't know, golden years woman that I think has ever been on national broadcast television. 
she is just the sweetest lady and she just chats and um it's wonderful uh they've she's so genuine and she's so nice um but leslie can put her feet behind her head and sometimes sometimes you know i think that's really all jerry's looking for She's a former dance instructor, fitness instructor, model kind of person from the 80s that was doing workout videos. Her, the, during the talent show, she gave him a lap dance on national television in front of a bunch of other six-year-old women. And at the end, topped it off with a chocolate chip homemade baked cookie. And I'm just saying. I can have all that and a bag of potato chips. Jerry Turner is picking Leslie, and it's not going to be close. (laughs) Sorry, Teresa. You're wonderful. I hope that you're the most boring golden years bachelorette. At least least call her a golden girl. Also, uh, it's the golden bachelor. Don't you also kind of want to lose so then you get more screen time where she'll be the golden bachelorette because that'll clearly happen? Dude, if these people were 25, I would agree with you, but I cannot tell you how boring they have been and genuine and wanting to find real love throughout this whole process. It's been terrible. I go for the drama. I've been, I have been having to watch, uh, the the beach one love uh i almost said love island not love island bachelor in paradise excuse me i've 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 had to fill my my drama craving for guilty pleasure tv with bib um i i've actually struggled to watch uh, the golden bachelor because it's just so boring uh, speaking of not boring, CM Punk returned to the WWE this past week after a brief. Uh, so he he's been away for ten. We just years. lost everyone under the age of like thirty. No, they're more interested in wrestling than they are the Golden Bachelor. Uh, so CM Punk <laughs> has been away from WWE since 2013. 2014. Did he wrestle Logan Paul yet? No, but Logan Paul is still in the WWE. Just won the United States Championship a couple weeks ago at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Thank you for asking. Hold Uh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Logan Paul won the United States Championship. From Rey Mysterio. While wrestling in in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's correct. They had a a little uh, event over there. They get paid a lot of money in Saudi Arabia to put on a show there. Huh. Part of TKO Holdings, uh, which now owns the UFC and WWE. Um, so CM Punk's looks like he's 60. Uh, he looks a little old. Uh, he's had a rough couple years in AEW, which is a rival wrestling uh, promotion where he got in he's several, 45 years old. Why is he in a wrestling ring? Several fights backstage. Uh, Sting is still around, uh, in AEW. He's retiring in the next couple of weeks. He's, I think he's 60, um, or a couple of months, I should say. Um, so yeah, wrestling is as hot as it's maybe ever been. It's more profitable as it's ever been. Uh, so if you'd like some drama to fill your plate, Jason, uh, you can watch wrestling. Who's your favorite wrestler that's currently wrestling? Uh, like actively, 
like like all the time or just like part time? Currently wrestling. Who's your favorite guy? Um, it, it's a toss up, man. So like, uh, Roman Reigns has not lost a title in like uh, I don't know, close to a thousand days. Is that yeah? He's he looks over like Jason Momoa's little brother. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he got some fake teeth. They look really nice. So he's over a thousand days. He hasn't lost the title. Seth Rollins is great. Cody Rhodes is super entertaining. Uh, Randy Orton just came back. He had neck fusion surgery after a year and a half. CM Punk is there. Um, wrestling's hot as hell, man. Um, so Did you I, like The Miz? So I started watching The Miz when he was on... Uh, Real World? Real World. Um, and so I've known about him for a long time. So when he was trying to make it into the WWE in the 2000s, I thought that was super awesome. Um, and he's, he's really made a great career and, um, has a super attractive wife, um, and a couple of really cute girls too. And he like loves video games is on up, up, down, down, which is a, uh, YouTube station, uh, YouTube channel, I should say. Uh, that just features wrestlers playing video games, which I find entertaining as well. So, um, lots of lots of fun stuff and uh, kind of sprays the whole field. Is it still pay per view only, or is it on like mainstream TV? Yeah, so they are on Peacock, so you don't have to pay for any of the pay per views oh. or anything. You can just watch it on Peacock, which has a, also a bunch of other live sports, um, and things Not like a sponsor. that. Sponsor. Yeah, so you should come over and watch WrestleMania. Okay. I'm I'm as long as I can, you know, bring a six pack, I'm I'm in for this. Considering you brought twenty four to our draft, I'm sure you will have more than just six. My wife has still not let me live down draft night. And by the way. You were a mess. You ended up with a good team, but you were a mess by the end. That is for sure. I ended up with a one loss team. I don't I don't know if that's good. That might be a little bit better than good. Yeah, you had some things break your way. But uh yeah, you were you were a mess by the end. But hey, uh speaking from experience, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, so I was like, man, that's like pot meat kettle there, pal. Yeah. <laughs> been been there, done that. No doubt about it. <laughs> I was also not driving, be responsible, drink responsibly. Have a DD. Invite your brother to your fantasy league. <laughs> yeah, so he can take you home. Yeah. And th- and then also live two minutes away from the draft house because that is also key. Yep. Also helpful. Uh, also any- helpful. Anything else to chat about? Anything else to chat about, Alex? How was, uh, um, uh, just, you mentioned that you were going to like a bourbon beer tasting festival a couple weeks ago. Uh, how did that bourbon? Barrel Aged Beer Fest. Yeah, how, how'd that end up going? Fobab, Festival of Barrel Aged Beer. It was at UIC in the Credit One Arena, I think. Credit One Union Arena, something or other. Uh, it was fantastic. There were 4,000 vendors present, or 4,000 individual beers, rather, um, by I don't know how many different vendors. The coolest thing I saw was Goose Island outside landed a metricar converted into a like brew pub had the 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 handles and all and they were serving the beers out out of a metra car and it was awesome it had their uh, barrel aged um bourbon was it bourbon street beer um uh you know on tap so that was that was wonderful um 
For the wife's sake, we also dabbled in the uh, lager lounge to, to find some lighter things that that were not all porter stout, porter stout, have crazy you, beers. Ha- have you ever had an IPL before? What's an IPL? Uh, Indian pale lager. That sounds delicious. Yeah, so it has like the IPA like taste on it, but it doesn't have the bitterness at the end, and it kind of finishes smooth. Very good. Like if you ever that see one, wonderful. Yeah, if you ever see one, like it's usually like pretty high alcohol content. Um, there was a a craft beer festival that I helped at a couple of years ago in Elgin, um, where I got to go and pour pour two beers for like three hours, and I got to attend the event a- event afterwards. I'll I'll let you know when that happens again. Um, I say that's worth the price of admission right there. Uh, yeah, it was free. Um, so. It was an absolute mess, but yeah, one of the things that I got to pour was a was an IPL, and so it has the um, it had the hoppy IPA taste to it, and but it it was smooth on the end like a lager, and it was very very drinkable. Um, so if you ever see an IPL, I highly highly recommend it. I'm in. I'll have to I'll have to give it a try at my next beer festival, whenever that may be. Yeah. What about you? Anything uh, Anything you'd care to share? Um, no, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, mine was, was pretty great. Uh, Chris Berman tried to be the last one to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, but, uh, we will also be the last people to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Um, but no, it it was great to, uh, great to see some, uh, some family and, and hang out. And, um, it was, it was tough going back to work this week. That's for sure. (laughs) Oh, no, dude, the, the, the gaps are never long enough. You know, the weekends are never long enough. Um, the one thing I am looking forward to is, was it this year you have Christmas Eve and Christmas on, like, Sunday, Monday? So potentially you get the the Tuesday off for the Christmas Eve. And so then you take, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, and you, you use, like, three days of vacation time. You get, like, nine days off. And that's that's what I'm trying to execute. So if you guys haven't got your PTO requests in, because let's be <laughs> honest, we all are – working stiffs here as uh, somebody who manages people i would get that request in now yeah i mean that, that's what i did right i took th- wednesday off before thanksgiving so i took three days and then i took another three days and i was basically not working for two weeks um Ugh. which you use six days off and take 12 days at the same time sometimes it is nice to have a little bit of a break and go back to work uh for various reasons, depending on who you are. So use that PTO wisely and use it for the situation that fits you. Yes, yes, exactly. And with that, I am going to get back to my familia and bid you all adieu. Thank you so much for listening to the Fantasy Football Sackos. Hopefully you're out there running for uh, Keaton Mitchell because he is the one, the only Michael Keaton Mitchell Batman the savior league winner that I think everyone's looking for at the end of fantasy drafts. So, or fantasy football seasons rather. What a way to finish. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to get one more plug. Honestly, it was more so to just get under your skin than anything, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I am hotter than a human torch. You can't get under my skin. (laughs) Double digits. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter 
at the FF Sackos. <laughs>